This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly, the other host. What's up there, Wackerly? Not much. How you uh, digging your wee? <laughs> you I like knew it. I was going to bring that up. No, I didn't actually. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I said, "When did you get that thing?" I mean, I, I hadn't noticed it before. Last weekend, I came over here, and there you are, like sitting there playing with your Wii. Right. Yep, giving your Wii a reach around. Uh, I was. Is know. that thing really worth buying? Well, it took forever to find one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, is the Battlestar Galactica DVDs worth buying? But would you hold your urine to have one? No, I wouldn't do that. And okay. I didn't I didn't have to stand in any lines. I just ended up, you know, lucking out and getting it off of Amazon. So if you get I, I didn't really camp out for it or anything. So if you get really good with a Wii, like are you gonna be better able to please your woman? See, I'm already really good with my Wii, which is why I'm good with this Wii, and I'm the woman's it's, the woman is already satisfied, bro. It seriously looks like you're jerking off when you're playing like a sword fighting game or whatever. When you're like peeking at me through my fucking door. No, dude, I saw you playing it today and you're just like what are you spank what, this. What are you doing yeah, while up you're and down. what are you doing while you're <laughs> peeking around the door at me playing with my Wii? Well, you know, I'm playing with my Wii. Oh. Yeah. You know. Oh, are you very good at it? No, I'm not. You're still watching the masters. I'm I'm just learning techniques here. Okay, master. All right. This is episode 56 of Sick and Wrong, and I think we should start off this episode by drinking a shot of this Thai whiskey that our friend uh, Vinny gave us. Uh, Uh, I think you should put some air quotes around whiskey. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know. Like any whiskey I've ever had before. Well, you know what's interesting about it? It doesn't even say. I don't even know what it says. So really, we could be drinking anything right now. It's just kind of like a brown colored liquid. Yeah, but Vinny said that when you Tequila. order Vinny said when you order whiskey over there, they'll they'll bring you this. You know, if you don't specifically order Jack Daniels or something. Do they even so speak I, English? So how would they even know what what he's asking for? It's that crazy Moon Man Asian language. One yeah, of I wonder if Vinny got a prostitute. You think? Uh, he was there with his girlfriend, so probably. I not. wonder if they got a prostitute. He did say they went to see you know the crazy vagina trick shows. Yeah, I heard they were they like shoot eels out of their vaginas and ping pong balls. He said that like there that. were two of them that would like greased up a banana and just shot it back and forth between each other. Dude, that's hot. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's do a shot of this. Here's to uh, Vinny and his in uh, Thailand banana whores. Yeah. Oh Jesus, dude, that <laughs> tastes like rubbing alcohol. That tastes like rubbing alcohol with a little bit of caramel oh, syrup in it. Oh, I need some beer. Oh, American MGD. Oh Jesus, Save man, me. that tastes awful. <laughs> oh God, I don't even know how I would deal with that. Like, what are you supposed to get? Like, uh, you know, if you wanted a whiskey and coke, it would just ruin it. It tastes like uh, kind of like Southern Comfort, but with some turpentine poured into it. I don't know, man. That that's got to be the worst whiskey I've ever had. Yeah, I don't think it's whiskey. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Ugh. Well, anyway, moving on here. Sick and wrong episode fifty six. One thing I wanted to get to before we get into the show. We've been receiving a lot of updates, and every so often we'll do a show here, an a, an article, a story here on Sick and Wrong. And yeah, in the future there'll be updates. And eventually I would like to set up something on the on the website, like a forum that we can post updates to all the different stories. Well, right, this... for example, that guy who got busted cuz he had 200 rats in his apartment. Has, has has there been updates, subsequent updates? Yeah, he got busted again for in his new apartment also having a bunch of rats. See, Stuff that's like that. that's something we can post up there. Yeah. Well, you I think you did this story maybe like 6 months ago or something about that prolific Canadian serial killer named Robert Picton. He was from Vancouver. Pig farmer. Yeah, he was a pig farmer. And uh, yeah, dude, there's been updates because he's on trial right now. He's on trial for six murders, but potentially he will be tried for like 27 murders. So Whores, right? Yeah, all prostitutes. Murdering whores, making the world a better place for us fine, <laughs> upstanding citizens. He is a um, the most prolific Canadian serial killer. We've had two different listeners, both Canadian, Kevin and Kendra. Send in updates, and uh, yeah, there's a lot going on in the uh, Picton front. Here's uh, here's from Kendra. She mentioned that uh, two human heads were found in a freezer, both bearing bullet wounds. The head count is now three. Two are actually found in buckets, and one in a garbage can. 
There's a sex when she, toy. When she says head count, she means literally like heads floating around. Literally severed so heads. Because there's six yes. people that have been murdered, but three heads. Three heads found. Okay. And there's a sex toy attached to a gun. It was a dildo attached to the barrel of a handgun. Picton admitted using it on the girl while she was alive. That's like in Seven, Seven. that big uh, penis sword thing. Yeah, that like killed the uh, prostitute because yeah. of lust. But uh, yeah, it's inventive. Pickens said that shooting up hookers with windshield washer fluid is an effective way of killing them, as they are junkies, and police would just assume they OD'd. Police found a syringe full of windshield washer fluid in a drawer in Pickens' room. Uh, he also Isn't that let... just soapy water? Yeah, but I mean, if you're shooting it right into your vein. Yeah, but couldn't you just do the same thing? Wouldn't normal water also fuck you up? Yeah, I'm surprised you could even find a vein. And these, you know, I mean, I imagine it must have taken him a little while. You just pour it all over the crux uh, <laughs> of their arm, and it just seeps in all, all the, the existing abscess, hole, just to find the, the abscess holes, and just pour it yeah. right in there. Yeah, well, I'm surprised he didn't use something like this Thai whiskey. Uh, Picton allegedly admitted to a friend that he had killed 49 women already and was planning to kill one more to make an even 50. Yeah, and, you got to be, you know, neat with the numbers. Well, you got to have goals. Yeah. And that, that's what I like about Picton. He had goals. He had objectives. Anal retentive about the number. Except, listen to this, though. He admitted to police that he was getting sloppy since he only planned to kill one more woman, and that's why he got caught. And so right now he's on trial, and a lot of details have been coming out about this guy. So he's from Vancouver. He's a pig farmer who is feared to have butchered at least 60 women. And uh, right now he's on trial, and he's facing, yeah, 27 charges. Probably um, 27 life, life sentences, right? Oh, yeah. Tw- like I mean, cold-blooded murder, you get life for that. I don't know how, it, how it's handled in Canada, but I imagine this guy's going away for life. I don't yeah. think they're going to let him back out. No. Uh, prostitutes slaughtered by Robert Picton were minced in a wood chipper and used as swill, which he fed to the pigs. Um, their pork... To, the pork from the pigs, together with leftover human flesh, was later made into sausages and sold to an unsuspecting public. So Picton raised pigs. He slaughtered pigs on his farm and apparently made prostitute sausages. Yeah, but that... <laughs> wait a minute. I don't understand this. The This the... guy's Leatherface. No, wait, though. He made sausages out of the pigs that ate the prostitutes, or the shit was all mixed together? You know, I don't. I think is. I think he, the, he made sausage out of the pigs that ate the prostitutes. Okay, that's not eating a prostitute. But he fed him to the pigs. <laughs> it I mean, doesn't it's kind matter. Of, that's like, dude, so, think of the gonorrhea. So you eat, in that sausage? You eat fish, right? Of course. Fish eat worms. Yeah, worm, worms eat shit out of the ground. I'd so rather are eat you a, a worm. Are you a shit eater? I would rather eat a worm than a prostitute. Yeah, but the the worm ate shit. So are you a shit eater? Dude, pigs eat shit all the time. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not... If you eat a pig that eats something else, you're not eating the other thing. The yep. pig's body has processed it into pig essence. But they say they say here, it's it's kind of not clarified, because the pork, I, together trying, with human flesh... Yeah. I mean, sausages, it's just, you know, I mean, sausage is a mixture of whatever. I mean, how do you even know what's no, in a sausage? Not. It's not 100% it's, pork. Yeah, it is, if it's a pork sausage. And it's I, not, I it's not, you know, they clean out the intestine, the, you know, the shit like a, in the intestine is not in the sauce. What if there's a painted fingernail in there <laughs> <laughs> just to chew on? Yeah. So Picton's 57 years old. The he diaphragm. Was, he was arrested by cops in Canada who found severed heads, hands, and feet in his freezer. This guy is, this guy's Leatherface. I guess he was preying on Skid Row hookers in Vancouver for almost 20 years. He's been getting away with this. He couldn't this. afford the high dollar call, call girls. Believe it or not, he was a bachelor. You know, it's surprise, surprise. He was known locally as Uncle Willie, which, dude, I mean, I think Rob Zombie should make a movie out of this guy. He spit-roasted some of the pigs that he uh, reared at wild parties and uh, regularly held at his farm. Uh, hordes of Hell's Angels would come to these parties. So I guess this guy was uh, he's kind party. of a Yeah, he liked the party. And uh, despite his straggly hair and beard, Picton was a millionaire after flogging chunks of his land to developers. So I think he owned a lot of land like this farm. So he... I mean, he must have had a lot of money. Yeah, look at Howard, Howard Hughes. You can't judge a book by, book by its cover. He had those long fingernails and, you know, never cut his hair. Germaphobe guy. And, yeah, that guy was worth billions. Yeah. Or, no, millions. Billions but, um, back then. So police finally made the gruesome discovery of these heads in his freezer when they uh, searched his farm for an illegal gun. Uh, the remains of 30 women were unearthed as forensic experts spent two years scouring the farm. 
So this guy must have just, I don't know, he probably fed what he could to the pigs and just buried the rest. Should have bought some more pigs. A wood chipper was used to make pig feed, showed traces of ground up human flesh and bones. Bags and clothes belonging to the missing woman were discovered. So I think he was kind of sloppy. Yeah. So anyway, he's um, right now, could you imagine being a member of that jury? Well, you know what sucks about being in a jury in a trial like this? It's really entertaining, but it just goes on for years and years. And what what happens to your job and shit, you know? Yeah, and I, but I imagine like they, they pay you. Don't they pay you a stipend or something? It's like $5 a day. Dude, I would much rather see see this guy's trial than be at my work. Even if it meant losing your job? No, maybe not. But Well, uh, you could always write a book afterwards. You know, yeah, maybe about it would Robert be, Maybe it would be lucrative. So um, when it, when asked about these charges, this is what Picton had to say. Hogwash. That's all I can really say. I you can't really tell said you hogwash? much. Like, I don't know nothing about this. In a pig's eye. I just love how this guy's... All my, <laughs> all my figures of speech involve swine. <laughs> this guy's a pig farmer, and he says hogwash. But I mean, he's worth millions, and he still can't speak grammatically correct. You know, you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. (laughs) So they played a video when he was arrested in 2002. The police? Yeah, they they played it uh, during his trial. A video of the interview is played for the jury in the courtroom on the second day of his trial, which uh, prosecutors say will prove that the 57-year-old pig farmer is Canada's deadliest serial killer. On the tape, Picton could be seen giving a short laugh when he was told he was being investigated for these murders. I think he um, found it funny. Mm-hmm. Um, prosecutors told the court that on Monday, Pickton told an undercover office officer in another interview that he had killed 49 women and was planning to kill one more. So I guess he allegedly confessed in another taped interview. Um, he was all <laughs> hopped up on meth from the uh, Hells Angels party still. He didn't know what he was talking about. And pigs with prostitutes in them. Pig prostitute sausage? Pig prosty sausage? Yeah, his, his arteries just have to be clogged. <laughs> in the tape played uh, to the jury... Picton described himself as a simple working man. I'm just a pig man. That's all I've got to say. Eh? Just a pig man. Eh? Um, so yeah, police are uh, currently like scouring over his property looking for some more remains. And uh, But right now he's on trial for, um, for uh, three, different, three different murders. But it's funny because they, they keep saying there's all these quotes from this tape that uh, keep going on. A couple of my favorite ones are... Um, on the tape, Picton tells police that he never eats vegetables, does not drink. He tells them that he's not sure what to say, but he adds that he's into pigs and that I'm a bad dude. He even said at one point that pork is his favorite meal. <laughs> this guy is all about pigs. No vegetables. I, I'd That's be, like your brother. I'd be willing to wager this guy's not a Jew. May, no, or a Muslim. Probably not. Or a Muslim. I don't know. Um... Yeah, Pickton also told another undercover officer who posed as a cellmate. I just love they they were just fucking with this guy. Um he told him that he was um he made his own grave by being sloppy. So I think he was expecting to get caught. I don't know. But uh his attorneys, their 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 defense strategy here is that insanity? <laughs> well, they're tr- trying to plead insanity, but they're also saying that he he just is not smart enough to be a serial killer. Look at him. He's not smart enough to be a serial killer. Well, he's smart enough to own all this farm property and make a bunch of money off of it. Yeah, and uh, and to uh, you know murder prostitutes for twenty years without being caught. They need to do like the Son of Sam and tell him. You know how Son of Sam had the dogs that told him to do it. This would be like the pigs. You know, <laughs> the pigs <laughs> kill some prostitutes. For <laughs> <laughs> I just love how they're using the retard defense. Does that ever work? Well, they're not saying he's retarded. They're just saying he's really stupid. So this goes back to what I was saying a couple of weeks ago. People aren't allowed to be really stupid anymore. You've got to have, like, a developmental disability. It's like, no, you're just a fucking idiot. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, they they they, they can never actually just admit, this guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. But I think that's what the uh, the attorneys probably have nothing, you know, they have no leg to stand on. So I think that's what they're trying. They're, they're striving for something. I think they're like, well, he's an idiot. Let's just try to prove that. So anyway, um, it remains to be seen. I'm sure there's going to be follow-up articles in the near future. I hope they uh, release some more details. But one more thing I want to mention is uh, they might not release any more details of this trial because public, the Canadian public says they don't want grisly details of the Picton trial. Bullshit. So so they're asking the media, why are you covering it? Who says that? A guy named Chris Eve. He's a six-year-old retired political worker, and he's been repulsed and angry so by the media's guy, coverage. One of this trial. guy doesn't want to hear about it. 
Dozens of letters were posted to news websites, and on the letters to the editor pages in local newspapers, they suggest much the same thing. Many people don't want to hear the grisly details of what this pig farmer did to these six Vancouver prostitutes. That is still a fucked up methodology. You know why? Because the people, if you're enjoying the coverage, do you, do you write a letter to the fucking editor and say like, I'm really enjoying your programming, thanks, keep it up. No, you're just sitting there being like, this is great, I can't wait to see what happens on the news tonight. It's the people who get like their fucking panties in a bunch about this shit that write the letters and that maybe gives somebody the false impression that, oh, every letter we got was complaining. Yeah, because the people are happy that 99% exactly. no. of the people out there aren't going to take the time out of their day to write you a fucking letter about it. Well, I guess one here, one email here was a, de- a debate erupted from this email as to why the media should bother covering the trial at all beyond the first day in the verdict, let alone the horrific details of the crimes. So they did a poll in this community, uh, the Canadian press. It suggested that despite not wanting to hear every last detail, people still believe the media has a role to play in covering the courts. Yeah. So... I mean, it's, it's it's a responsibility to the public. Whether or not the uh, you know milk toast pacifist Canadians don't want to hear the grisly details, there are some sick fucks out there and normal people who want to hear what happened. It's news. I don't know if it's n- news or what, but you know, it's something that's interesting to hear about. And you know, it did happen. It's not made up. Uh, I think people have yeah, but, every right to know. But the, the, what they're saying is that the that they should censor information to the public. Right. If and you I, don't like it, turn it off. Exactly. Just throw away the newspaper. Don't read it. You know, if I that's what I think. Our Canadian listeners, like Kendra and uh, Kevin, who sent in these uh, this this article, they should write an editorial to that to that paper. They should probably go and find this, um, you know, this uh, news website and post uh, an editorial saying, yeah, hey, listen, they... I want to hear the grisly details. I want to hear about the severed heads. And they should plug sick and wrong. Yeah, while they're doing <laughs> that. Because I want more grisly details because we'll share them right here on the podcast. Yeah. But I like to think. But I do feel like this is kind of the halftime show. We did the beginning of the trial. It's this an is update. The halftime. We're probably not going to hear about anything again until the end. No. Of, it, of real it's interest. It's an update. It's an update. But uh, Kevin did send a JPEG of this great story, so we should post it on the website. All right. But uh, thanks, Kevin and Kendra, for sending that. And, uh, yeah, if you have any more updates about uh, Robert Picton, who I think is my new favorite serial killer, um, let us know. Canadian serial killer. I know. He's Canadian. you got to give him points for that. Oh, I was yeah. going to detract points. <laughs> I know, but dude, there's not that many. And we just, have so many here in this violent country. It's just my ramp, It's just my rampant patriotism showing through. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I don't know. He's still not cooler than Dahmer. <laughs> but hey, we'll see. We'll yeah. see if they make a movie about this guy, Picton. Well, before we get into the stories here for episode 56, I should wrap up um, last week's episode 55. So that was a really close, close race. There are three good stories. And uh, it's been a while since we've had, like, a really close match. Yeah, that was a good week. And uh, regrettably, Wackerly won. Yeah. Wackerly won. So here are I the stories. I pulled the animal card, that's yeah. why. Here are the stories. Uh, you, d- you did that one on the uh, broiled puppy, the mm-hmm. baked puppy, the yeah. pit bull. And uh, I did that story about the, um, the, wo- the Russian woman who uh, hacked up her husband and cooked him into a bunch of different meals. Made a smorgasbord. Husband souffle. And the listener sent a story about the Chinese ghost brides. The listener came in with about 42 votes. I came in with about 64. And you won episode 55 with 72 votes. A lot of people like the Ghost Bride story. I was a little surprised because it's good, but it seemed a little sort of Discovery Channel to me. Like, you know, it was kind of a little too educational and like it's cultural. I guess there was the the murder aspect. Yeah, If you think about it, it's interesting. Yeah, it was a close week. Yeah, so I mean, mean, it was interesting. I, I kind of... I kind of guess that uh, the um, animal card would probably win for you, but and I guess it did. Win in the when you're in a pinch, yeah. always pull, pull the animal. Pull card. Pull the animal card. I mean, no, seriously, people. You know what it was? A lot of people wrote in that they were really disturbed by the details because you mm-hmm. went into some detail, lurid well, detail article with that did, article. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and they said with my story, a lot of people were like, "Well, it's kind of sick, but we didn't really know what happened." Yeah. So yeah, next this week. I'll come at you with some details. You're going to make, make up some want. details? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to make up some details. Actually, you know, I don't even need to this week because my article's that good. I'm that confident in my story. Okay. Well, people, you know how sick and wrong works. Wackerly, myself, and a listener compete as to who can find the most repulsive news item of the week. And uh, the winner, Mia Wackerly, gets a case of beer as decided by the listening audience. 
So uh, make sure you send in your articles, sick and wrong podcast at uh, hotmail.com. I believe you started last week. Yeah. So um, I'll Switch just keep going here. I'll keep start going. it off here for uh, episode 56. So um, my story takes place in Oklahoma. And uh, yeah, the cool thing about this, and I just want to preface this story before I get into it. This never happens. I've never heard of this before. It doesn't involve death, but it doesn't need to. It's that good. Here's the headline. Oklahoma woman admits injecting fecal matter into child. Hmm. Nasty. How many times have you ever heard of that? Never. Yeah. I mean, a syringe full of shit, injecting it into her own kid. Must have been runny. Yeah, I don't know how she got it in there. The runs. So Oklahoma City, a woman um, who experts said has a rare mental disorder, has been sentenced to more than 15 years in prison after admitting she injected fecal matter into her infant daughter. Serena Sherrard, 31 years old, pled guilty to these child abuse charges. Two mental health care providers who have cared for Sherrard since her arrest testified she could not resist the urge to inject feces into her daughter. She just could not resist it. I mean, it's like there's her daughter. She's got a syringe in her hand, and she just went to the bathroom. It's like, what's the next logical thing to do? Obviously, put the shit in the syringe and inject your daughter. Well, she has that syndrome, right? Yeah, they blamed a disorder known as Munchausen syndrome by proxy in which parents create or exaggerate injury to a child to bring attention to themselves. Right, they like the sympathy. Um, well, cuz there's also just mu- there's Munchausen syndrome where you make yourself sick because you like being in the hospital. Isn't that hypochondria? No, a hypochondria is just kind of more of a, you're always thinking that you're sick, you know, every uh, type of disease that comes out, you think you have it. I don't think it has as much to do with um, wanting people to, Munchausen. It's a cry for attention. Munchausen is, is specifically about getting sympathy from other people. And so I think a lot of parents tend to do this with their with their children because I think it makes their children rely on them more. Like, it makes them feel more important to their kid, like they're saving that, their child. That and other people, I think, you know, feel bad for them. Well, uh, did, didn't this happen to Eminem? Eminem claims his mother had Munchausen syndrome, and I that's why she Maybe. mistreated him. Maybe. And um, also, remember the movie Sixth Sense? Um, one of the, the one... Uh, yeah, same thing happened there in that movie. Yeah, she was like mixing Drano into her yeah, daughter's Drano. soup. Not feces, though. That's a, that's a whole other level. Well, what's interesting about that, though, is they caught that woman in Sixth Sense because he, I think there was like a video camera in her room. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of how and they the ca- little psychic boy found it. Yeah. <laughs> that little psychic boy who was just creepy. I wouldn't even let him in my house. Um, but anyway, uh, Sherrard was arrested in August 2005 after surveillance video showed her injecting a foreign substance that looked like fecal matter into her daughter's catheter at Children's Hospital in Oklahoma City. Police had put the girl's room under surveillance because doctors suspected that someone was harming her. So they must have done tests and been like, you know, she's got a lot of shit in her blood. How I did think, you get this in her blood? I think this is kind of not, not common, but common as far as fucked up shit that people do goes. And I think hospitals, when they have a little kid who's sick and they can't figure out what it is and the sy- symptoms keep sort of changing in strange manners and the the mom or dad, I think it's always moms. You know, they, they're sort of hovering around all the time. I think they have, and that's why they have surveillance cam- cameras. So they just suspect that there's some harm from an outside source? I think it's something that hospitals are on the lookout for, at least nowadays. But I wonder if they actually got surveillance of her putting poo in the syringe. Because I, I just wonder, how do you do that? I don't know. I mean, because don't you usually, like, have to pull it, like, suction in whatever liquid you're going to inject? Right. She probably... But, I mean, the poo is solid. She probably made turds in the toilet and, uh, you know, just stuck the syringe in the toilet And just kind of grabbed a chunk. But how would you get it through the needle? That's what I don't understand. It's probably not solid (laughs) Play-Doh type shit. It's like, you know, it's probably got some toilet water in there and some shit flakes floating around. I I just wonder where in this woman's mental mind she came up with this. It's not like one of those Play-Doh extruders. Things. <laughs> yeah, but I just wonder, like, how did she have this revelation? Like, God, you know, my daughter looks too healthy. I need to inject her with some of my feces. Yeah, you know, you got to use what's at hand. So um, here's a great quote. I cannot in any way wrap my mind around this. Oklahoma County District Judge Jerry Bay said at the trial, it is beyond my comprehension. 
You know, if I was there and I was the defense attorney, I'd be like, all right, um, let me explain it to you again. She injected a turd into her daughter. One more time. Do you need it once more? You, you might be able to comprehend it this time. I think what he's not comprehending is it's obviously a, it's the, atrocity. the mindset. Yeah. <laughs> Bay said he sentenced Gerard to one year in prison for each of the 13 times the girl was hospitalized, plus an extra two and a half years because the abuse lasted that long. I think he was just disgusted. Well, anyway, uh, the girl ended up, ended up recovering. The daughter now is doing wonderfully. And Yeah, um, now that they locked her mom up <laughs> and got her away. <laughs> the girl's four years old. She has some hearing loss, but otherwise she's completely recovered. Her father here, Kevin Sherrard, says she's doing wonderfully. There's nothing wrong with her. There probably never was. What was the mom's, well, yeah, fir- what yes, was the mom's, there was. What was the mom's first name? Uh, Serena, Serena Sherrard. Oh, because I used to date a girl named with the last name Sherrard, but that's not her. Um, but yeah, he says she's doing wonderfully and there's nothing wrong with his daughter. Dude, there was something wrong with his daughter. She was sick because her mom was injecting crap into her. Right, but it wasn't a, the, the first cause of the sickness wasn't like geni- <laughs> genital, congenital. <laughs> I, I don't think it was genital. Genetic. <laughs> but um, he said he didn't realize his daughter was being harmed until after his then wife was arrested. So he did get a divorce, if you're wondering. The judge also imposed a 14 and a half year probation sentence and barred Serena from having unsupervised contact with children or the elderly. Because I guess um, they're at risk too. I think it's anybody, yeah, who's sort of helpless and, and needs that person's care is vulnerable to being yeah. abused like that. But, you know, it, it's interesting. So let's say, okay, after she goes to uh, prison, she comes out. Would you would you have divorced her immediately or would you stay with her? Like, no, you know, immediately. Well, you know how uh, Andrea Yates' husband never actually divorced her? Andrea Yates was that woman who murdered, I think she drowned like six of their kids in the bathtub. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, there's in Texas. They, they never divorce? divorce. No, he's still married to her. She's an insane asylum. They're still married. And but, he still supports her because she had problems. Probably a holy roller. But, but I mean, would you just divorce her immediately, right off the bat? Yeah, immediately. Would you give up custody of the kid? Or would you keep the kid? I would keep the kid. Yeah, I mean... Who, who are you going to give the kid to? Foster parents? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, you're you're like young. You're 30. Why would you want to be saddled down with a kid? I don't know. Why did, you had the kid already. Yeah, but I mean, the kid's full of shit. I would just be like, I want a new one. No, they flushed the kid out. I don't know. But yeah, it's like I don't understand how anyone could actually stay with this lady. But um, yeah, all in all. And, and another thing, too, one more aspect before I uh, finish this here, is uh, could you ever forgive your mother for doing this? So let's no. say the kid, the girl's four years old. When she becomes 14, she's never going to know about this. I mean, she's fine now. It's like, do you think she's going to remember? <laughs> I'm sure people will tell her why her mom's in jail, yes. So you'd never be able to forgive your mother for this? No, would you? This is, would this you is a have... rhetorical question or what? <laughs> what I'm saying is, would you hang out with her? Because don't you think she's going to want to see her No, daughter? I would never want to see her again, and that's that. So as as the father, you would completely bar your daughter from ever seeing her again. Yeah, the daughter's not going to want to see her anyways. I don't know. You don't know that for sure. I think what's going to happen. <laughs> That's a ridiculous question. This is what I think is going to happen. The girl's going to grow up to be a female Eminem. She's going to be an angry rap star. Well, maybe it'll all work out for her for the better. I don't know. I, I think she's going to be an angry rap star. We'll find out about this. So anyways, on the sick and wrong scale, yes, there was no death. I understand that. But... The mother was injecting her infant daughter full of feces, which I think on the sick and wrong scale ranks pretty high. So I'm going to have to give it a nine. Oh, I'd go higher than that. I would say 9.3. A 9.3? 9.4. Well, it's, it's kind of interesting because I'm playing the humanitarian child card here. So, yeah, I know. You're you know, getting here, back here's to me an for infant last daughter. Week. Here's an infant daughter who suffered at the hands of her mother and, uh, yeah, and suffered from an atrocious act. So, um, yeah, uh, okay, 9.3. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. All right. Well, uh, let's see if you can hang there, Wackerly. Mm. What do you have for uh, 56? We'll see. So this story comes out of Huron, South Dakota, I guess. Um Two Last, domestic articles. <clears throat> this is a very recent article. Last Friday, four officers from the Huron Police Department were dispatched to the Gilchrist, 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 Gilchrist residence for an unknown disturbance. Upon arrival, 
Officers found 14-year-old Rebecca Gilker sobbing and bleeding profusely from several cuts to her arms and hands. As officers went to the girl's aid, her brother Josh, who was wildly swinging a three-foot-long medieval sword, attacked them. (laughs) (laughs) Like a Viking sword? Medieval sword. God, maybe maybe he's a Highlander. Yeah, I'm thinking like, uh, you know, Song of Roland, big broadsword type thing. There can only be one. Have you ever had a friend who collects those big swords? You know, they have like some crappy apartment and then there's these weird swords on the wall and well, you remember, Do you remember that guy back in college, that yeah, guy Rory? Yeah, that's exactly who I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, I remember I had a class with this guy, Rory, all day in this English class. He would just sit there and draw pictures of barbarians. Like Frank Frank uh, Cazetta. Frazetta. Frazetta. Frank Frazetta drawings of like these barbarians, muscle-bound barbarians with swords and like these, you know, wenches. And I was just like... Okay, dude. You're paying for this class, and that's all you're doing? But, uh, yeah, we went to his house that one time. But I think it was, like, a group of us. And I remember we were getting just wasted. And uh, I don't know if it was Andy and Anna, but, like, two people grabbed some of the swords and got into a fight. And he got really mad. He went yeah. ballistic and grabbed the swords and put them back on the wall and kicked us out. Well, you basically grabbed his, uh, you know proxy penises off the wall it's <laughs> and we're, we're making fun of them it's not something that uh, that type of person is going to take but dude well. it's funny to have a broadsword on your fucking wall and he also he also always wore uh mesh t-shirts and had a facial tick <laughs> yeah he was a scary guy yeah we had a good bunch of acquaintances in college i'm surprised we even went over to his house yeah rory yeah he's a good guy he smoked pot <laughs> yeah sometimes had it <laughs> well anyways you have to be wary of those people as this story shall prove out Anyways, the cops get there, uh, they see this 14-year-old sister bleeding profusely, and uh, he comes out of the, uh, you know, whatever, the bedroom, wildly swinging the sword. So he chopped up his sister. Well, cut up her sister. Well, cut her up. Uh, wildly swinging the sword, he immediately just starts to attack one of the police officers, and they gun him down in a hail of gunfire. <laughs> Dude, if there's any better way to go out, I haven't heard it yet. Swinging a medieval swinging sword, sword and just being shot to death and by, just like, rushing the police by 12 police. So did he actually hurt one of the police officers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, I can't believe they let him even get that close. Well, they were all sort of crammed into this sort of small house. And he's just like, Rah! And he just charged out the door, you know, unexpected. God, that guy's badass. Yeah, kind of. As investigators secured the scene, they discovered the body of Betty Gilchrist, his mom, and an injured foreign exchange student. So he cut his mom to death. So he killed his mother, right. injured his sister, and injured the foreign exchange student. Yeah, they don't talk about uh, if she was beheaded or anything like that or dismembered, but I think she was just cut up pretty bad. I wonder if this sword was sharp. Because it I, did, sounds did, pretty sharp. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, usually when you buy those swords, they're not sharpened. He must have sharpened them. Yeah, I think it's pretty sharp. The wounded officer and the student were both treated at a local hospital and released. Rebecca Gilchrist, his 14-year-old sister, was admitted to a hospital in Sioux Falls, Authorities say they have no motive currently in the killings. I don't know why he did it. Guarantee LSD was involved. Well, he's 16 years old. You know, that's a very uh, trying time for any male teen in this uh, great country of ours. I'd be willing to wager that it has something to do with MySpace. He has a MySpace page. (laughs) He has a MySpace page. (laughs) And take a look at this guy's pictures. He's just kind of one of those... uh, Hey, bro, what's up? <laughs> kind of guys. Dude, you got to post that. <laughs> they will be posted. That could be Ted from Bill and Ted's. Yeah. So, Excellent uh, adventure. Because this story is so recent, I know I, I hate to do this, but they, they really don't know why he did it. But there is a posting from one of his friends um, who said that, uh, you know, hey, man, I talked to you the other day. You seem kind of weird. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Let's talk because you're kind of freaking me out. Um, you know, the other day at lunch when you came over and started to tell me something that was cool. But then some other people showed up and I was hungry. (laughs) I wonder if he carries a sword to school. I don't think so. I think it was hidden under his mattress. Anyways, they, they closed the posting with, I keep hearing shit and I don't know what's going on. I don't like not knowing. Well, I was going to tell you that I was thinking about, uh, you know, Slicing up my family with my uh, medieval broadsword, but that's cool. This this dude's going straight to the uh, forensic center, the insane asylum. No, he's dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, he died. They they murdered him in a hail of gunfire. I forgot about that. Had he lived, though, do you think he'd go straight to the insane asylum? Mm. Yeah, he seems pretty fucked up. But so they do the whole thing. I always think this is weird where uh, 
they have like you know the big sort of school associated funeral for the mom and the kid even though you know the kid w- went on a rampage but everybody they goes killed out. his mother and they they buried him at the same time yeah pretty much you know they had a joint funeral type thing and uh, uh i kind of feel i mean i waver between feeling bad for this guy because he obviously had deep mental issues it, it wasn't like some guy just trying to be a badass like something was going on in his mind yeah something you know, was happening he got a zit and his girlfriend broke up with him and you know that's that triggered it just hadn't getting he just wasn't you know getting any ass right um and i'll just close it out so this is what always happens when people have myspace page and and something fucked up that tragic happens to them then people turn that into sort of the, like personal little epitaph writing venue yeah, people start writing all those comments and if i were this guy and you know i could from from beyond the grave see these comments this would actually be the one thing that made me think you know what i'm glad i'm dead <laughs> Because somebody wrote him in that stupid moronic internet typing, you were beautiful tonight. You know, you with just a you. You, yeah. Laying, laying there in your coffin, you are coffin thingy. Bastardized grammar. In your coffin thingy or whatnot. I couldn't take my eyes off you. Your sister and dad seem to be doing pretty good. Blah, 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 blah. I got my scarf, something about a I, scarf. I hope this is a woman. Is this gra- a girl? <laughs> I don't know. But the grandpa, your grandpa asked me where I got my scarf. L-O-L. <laughs> Laugh always, out loud. Always stay beautiful, okay? I love you, Josh. Goodbye. <laughs> you. I wonder if these... Dude, don't let anybody write internet talk epitaphs for me when I go on a rampage and then a murder by the police. You know what I'm going to do when I actually go on a rampage and start murdering people? I'm going to delete my MySpace page beforehand. It's probably a good idea because <laughs> they get all these goofy pictures that you put on MySpace and then they attach it to all these articles and those aren't the pictures you want. I, I just don't want the posthumous comments. I no. just don't want it. You know, I just don't need to deal with it. But you know what I wonder about this story? Do you think the guidance school, like the guidance counselors at the high school sat down with the students and talked to everybody about it? Because you know that just spread like wildfire. Everyone knew about it. Oh, yeah, they obviously did. They always do that. Like, I mean, could you imagine if like, you know, if you, you you know, obviously you thought this kid just looking at him was, you know, he's a hesher. He's a picker. I mean, if you looked at that guy, you're like, okay, that guy's a hesher. And, you know, maybe, I mean, even if you weren't friends with him, which you probably wouldn't be. Because he was just kind of a fucked up Hesher. I don't know if he's purely a Hesher. People have to look at the pictures, and I mean, he may have some Hesher tendencies, but he also seems like he's the he kind looks of kid. like a dirty kid. He's look just kind of a stoner slacker type kid with maybe a little bit of Hesher in him. But it's obviously he knows some girls. Heshers typically don't like a group of Heshers will have one girl who's just the huge slut, and like they'll hang <laughs> out with her. But this guy, you know, he's, he's apparently has some girl. Not maybe not a girlfriend, but friends who are girls were going to comment on his MySpace page. What I'm saying is if the guidance counselor talked to me about it, even if I didn't know this guy, I would have pretended like he was my best friend so I could go home from school. Yeah. I would have just oh, been I like, I, I know, I've been like, you know, I'm traumatized. I got I got to sit, you know, <laughs> at home. Hard time with this. <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if the guidance counselors talked to this kid beforehand, you know, before they knew anything was going to happen, like, you know, job job prospects for the future mm, you could you'd be a good viking warrior <laughs> medieval crusader do you yeah. have a sword of your own you might want to get one start practicing that job screening test well you scored really well in viking soldier <laughs> but uh yeah viking warrior maybe but yeah i i don't know what else you would do mm, fast food manager <laughs> and then he went on the rampage yeah, and the mcdonald's so on the sick and wrong scale um he chopped up his mother he bru- Somebody did die. Yeah, he chopped up his mother. He, you know, injured his sister. But he I, ruined I, that foreign exchange student's opinion of America forever. Yeah. Um, she's probably Iranian. No, <laughs> she's going to go back and <laughs> talk to Ahmed Dinner Jacket. She's going to go to Ahmed Dinner Jacket and be like, they're fucked up. Yeah. They're very fucked up over there. But anyway, you know, I'm going to have to give that 9.2. I'm going to see, I'm going to give it like an 8.8 because this isn't the first sword wielding. Well, it's not the first sword wielding teen story we've ever done. We've had a couple. I guess we have had a few. All right. You know, it looked pretty good to me at the time. I'm going to subtract two tenths of a point, give it back to a nine. Yeah, I think that's probably wise. Yeah. Well, we'll see what the audience has to vote on that. Finally here, we got a great submission from a listener in uh, Sydney, Australia. Her name's Sandy. It's always nice when a woman sends us an article. Sandy from Sydney? Sandy from Sydney. Oh. She sent us an uh, article here about a doctor who was jailed for raping his unconscious wife. 
So uh, this that's, Aust- a, that's a sign of a bad marriage when your husband has to rape you. Yeah, <laughs> unconsciously. <laughs> He's just not getting any. No, I, I think the I think the sex appeal is just worn off. Yeah, sometimes the, women the will. Sometimes yeah. women will have that rape fantasy, and they sort of want you to like fake rape them. But she's unconscious. She's unconscious. She's not, <laughs> she's she's not, not into know. it. So an Adelaide doctor who repeatedly raped his wife while she was unconscious on sleeping pills has been jailed for ten years. Uh, the pathologist, who can't be named, stored photographs of his crimes on his computer. Some photographs were of him using foreign objects during anal and vaginal rapes. So he taped it himself. Yeah. For he later, taped it himself. later use. He took the, pictures of it. And for, he, <laughs> for later he, use on the spank wagon. Yeah. So he, he was definitely going to pleasure himself to these pictures. Hmm, nice. Um, he was jailed for 10 years with a non-parole period of uh, six years. The doctor is found guilty of 13 counts of raping his wife and five counts of indecent assault around the same time. Uh, The wife was degraded in a most revolting way, said the judge. Uh, Apparently, the woman told the court she took various sleeping tablets, including the powerful drug Stillnox, which I haven't heard about that one, but I kind of like the name. Must be some crazy Australian sleeping pill. Yeah, some awesome sleeping drug. Um, she, She was trying to combat chronic insomnia. So maybe that's why the husband wasn't getting any, because she was always awake, you know? <laughs> she was just awake, and she's like, God, you know, you're fucked up, and you're creepy, and I just don't feel like having sex with you. I can't even look at you anymore, sleeping there like an asshole while I'm awake. She testified she often woke up with bruises, which her husband blamed on thrashing around in her sleep, <laughs> which I find kind of funny. So she wakes up with bruises and her vagina hurts, and he's just like, yeah, you were just really going crazy. You're thrashing around, jumping up and down. You wound up straddling the bedpost. <laughs> the woman said that in uh, late 2003, she noticed her husband had left the computer on with the monitor switched off. She turned the monitor on and called police after finding several photographs of her asleep. Um, with something shoved inside her. <laughs> I imagine. They didn't yeah. actually specify. But could you imagine the shock of that? I can Like, not. how would you even approach your husband? Like, would you, or would you just go straight to police? Uh, well, not straight, that you'd have a husband. Straight to police. I just wonder, like, what would you say? So, uh, honey, the other day I turned on your computer and- We need uh, to talk. <laughs> the doctor, during the trial, claimed his wife stage-managed the sexual encounters and told him to take photos of her while she pretended to sleep. He told the jury it's it was It's not his, beyond the realm of- Believability. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a very credible defense. He told the jury it was his wife's fantasy to appear to be asleep while he performed sexual acts upon her, such as inserting objects, including a wine bottle, into her anus. I've heard, on a side note, I've heard uh, anybody out there who's listening who is interested in shoving foreign objects in their orifices, I've heard that wine bottles are a big no-no. Because you can develop a vacuum in the inside of the bottle, and when you try and pull it out, it'll just like you know prolapse your entire rectum or vagina or whatever. As the this case isn't may be. from personal experience. No, I've read this. Okay, my my anus is non-prolapsed because I only use you know silicone butt but plugs. I was about to say, isn't that dangerous? Like, don't you think this guy's a doctor? Shouldn't he know that he might like pull out his wife's innards? I think he kind of is getting off on abusing his wife. So but what, what I don't understand care. is like, so he's trying to cover this up. How's he going to explain it to his wife when he pulls out her innards and just be like, oh, you were really thrashing around this time. I mean, you went to the kitchen, shoved a wine bottle up your ass, tried to yank it out. And, and yeah, your large colon just came flying out on the floor. Well, that brings up a second part of this little factoid is being a doctor, he probably understands that if you do develop a suction problem, what you do is you drill a tiny hole in the, you know, the end of the bottle that's sticking out and that relieves the suction Ah, okay well so this is an educational episode here of sick and wrong yeah but i would still recommend that people just stay away from their wine bottle even if you know the proper techniques so the doctor claimed that the sex was consensual um but you know he's a doctor yeah got a lot of money his wife stands to make you know a pretty penny if he goes to jail and you know they they get divorced and she takes all his shit. And it, it, seriously, it isn't beyond the realm of you know you know believability. We, credibility we've heard here. stories before where women are into that type of stuff, or you know maybe she's faking being into that type of stuff to entrap him. But he was unable to convince the judge. He says, I still agree it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, story he says though. yeah I have no confidence that you were telling the truth when you gave evidence, and. Um, it was a female judge, actually. And she says, you cold-bloodedly photographed what you did and methodically went about storing those photographs, obviously, so he could wank it later. 
Okay, here's my question about that. <laughs> he gets off on knocking his wife out and doing dirty things there. When is he ever want going to want to masturbate? <laughs> Why doesn't he just go in for another session? Well, yeah, but I imagine just like lazy. When, I imagine when she's like you know at work or something. He's he's got you know all those pictures on his internet, you know, or saved on his computer. Good point. When she's yeah. not around, not available. He's got all those pictures saved on his computer, so you can just kind of check it out and be like, she's oh, visiting yeah, her mom. I really and... got that wine bottle up in there that time. She's visiting her mom in Brisbane. <laughs> okay, yeah. I buy it. So on the sick and wrong scale, I mean. It, this this article strange. I mean, he was inserting foreign objects into his wife's anus while she was sleeping repeatedly. I mean, he's probably did this over a number of years. There are pictures. It's a betrayal of trust. Yeah. No one no one died. I, I don't think she was seriously injured. I just want to even I want to get that 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 yardstick just out of the picture because death is you know people die every day. Does it yeah. is it sick and wrong? Man, not necessarily. Sometimes not necessarily. Not. So I'm going to give this, just on the, the scale of just weirdness, just the oddity of it. It is odd. An 8.8. Yeah, I'll give it an 8.8 also. An 8.8. Well, you know, we can let the uh, listening audience decide as to what they found the most Sick and Wrong article for episode 55. Uh, you can go vote at sickandwrongpodcast.com. It's about that time. Need to wrap up the show here. And uh, as as usual, we uh, tend to get to listener email towards the end of the show. And um, we've been getting a lot. A lot of people were weighing in on some comments from the last show. Um, one in particular here is from a, a guy named Magpie, who's uh, emailed us in the past. He says that he heard about purity balls. So we were talking about purity balls in the beginning of uh, right. episode 55. And I even found a YouTube video and put it up on the yeah, site. Yeah, which is great. I mean, that was such a disturbing video. Very disturbing. And uh, yeah, I love the uh, reverend in that video. What's his name? Bob Garment? <laughs> Pastor Bob Garment. Pastor Bob Garment. Yeah. But um, so, he, so Magpie writes, I heard about purity balls from fstdt.com. So that's fstdt.com. Fundies say the darndest things that's what it's saying. and it's a great website we went and checked it out it's really funny he says i recommend checking that site out for lots of making fun of fundies yeah what the site does is they they just sort of just scour actual fundamental christian like bulletin boards and like websites and, uh, yeah forums and they just sort of copy and paste the uh the funniest postings and then and then they sort of rank them and i gotta read one because it's the po they have like the post of the year post of last year and then they also have the post of the month. And the post of the month cracked me up. Uh, I'm just going to read it here right now. Uh, it's a quote from this guy in Trinidad and Tobago. So apparently they have fundies there too. It says, No, everyone is born Christian. Only later in life do people choose to stray from Jesus and worship Satan instead. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, no, I that makes that's sense. It. That's plausible. That's, that's what fundies think. That yeah. doesn't surprise me. This next part is hilarious. Atheists have the greatest cover of all. They insist they believe in no God, yet most polls done and the latest research doesn't actually cite the research, obviously. The latest research <laughs> indicates that they are actually a different sect of Muslims. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't understand the corollary there. Like, no. what, do they, what do they mean? To that type of logic, you can't even <laughs> argue against it. You just have to build your own website and just be like, you know what? I'm just going to post this on my funny website. Yeah, but but I mean, what, what, who are they ripping on here? Who are they disparaging? Atheists or Muslims or I, both? I think the disparagement of Muslims is intrinsic, but the, and then they're specifically tying that to to, to atheism. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great website, though. Yeah, go check it out. Every At atheist I know prays to Mecca four times a day. <laughs> it's just my little atheist practice I do. Nothing about God. I'm just bowing to. And the, we also uh, strap bombs to our chest because <laughs> yeah. we think we're going to get like eighty virgins when we die. But uh, yeah, go check it out. FSTD.com. Thanks for sending that in. Uh, their magpie. And uh, finally here, we got another email from uh, Kendra, who I think is probably one of our most devoted Sick and Wrong fans here. She's a super fan. She's a super fan. Yeah. One of my favorite listeners. Um, so she mentions here, I just wanted to weigh on something briefly, Lance. You're right. Christina Ricci is done and over with. I like my it when a woman tells me I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> my preferential term for her is bobblehead. I can see that. That's a good description. 
what, what is she referring to? Does she have like a rounder head? Like just like the way her head. Yeah, is as kinda... I pointed out, her head is way too big for her body. But she used to be a little thicker, so right. I think it was well, more proportionate. She went, on, she went on the you know patented Hollywood starlet anorexia diet, the Nicole Richie diet. But, but her head didn't get any smaller; <laughs> just her body. So, as are, Kendra are you points speaking out, metaphorically or, or physically, or like you know physically? Physically. <laughs> <laughs> no, as Kendra points out, she looks like a bobblehead. She's got this great big head, great big forehead, and this little tiny like twenty pound body. You know, I'm still kind of into it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. As a matter of fact, she goes on here. I used to correspond with Vincent Gallo. Who made the movie Buffalo 66 with Christina Ricci, which is the unstated link. Yeah. and uh, But he got extremely irate when I called Christina Ricci a bobblehead, and I have not heard from him since. But what can you expect from a guy who put his penis in Chloe Savini's reeking maw? So I think what she's referring to there is that blowjob scene in Brown Bunny. Right. Which I, I, I've never actually seen that movie, but I've heard of that scene, obviously. I've seen it. And I think I have. You've two... watched that movie? No, I've just seen that part on the internet. <laughs> but I think I have two disappointing uh, little statements for Kendra, though. The first being that uh, that has been exposed, that that was a stunt dick. Yeah, it wasn't even his real dick. I, no, I read it about wasn't that. Because it's huge. And uh, you know they didn't pay the guy what they what the guy thought he was. And you know get paid. Vincent Gallo is not hung. No, he's Elfin. And my second, di- maybe disappointing, maybe not, uh, statement to Kendra is that D. Uh, Vincent Gallo. I knew is, you were going to bring is, this up. I knew you were going to bring this up. He's your evil twin. You look just like him. You know he's a little smaller and more elfin than you, but but you do bear a striking resemblance to Vincent Gallo. Nothing, and I know you hate to hear. Nothing it. makes me more angry than that because because it's so true. No, that guy's my arch nemesis. Yeah. I, I okay, I understand. I've seen pictures of him. I, yeah, I do kind of look like him a little I, bit. I, I, I know do, a lot. A lot of people have said I look like Vincent Gallo, but I hate that guy. I think he's a hack. Number one, I think he's a hack, and number two. He stole my thunder with the holiday sweaters. Mm-hmm. I was wearing holiday sweaters throughout high school, and this was back in like the early 90s. And then I go and see some fashion magazine. I don't remember where it was. And there's Vincent Gallo with like a happy Halloween holiday sweater. You might and either... like acting like he's like ironically hip and he's cool. And he just came up with this, uh, you know, this idea to go walk around with a holiday sweater. I came up with that years before he did. Well, you might want to explain to the audience what I, I don't know if the term holiday sweater is is widely understood, but well, no, it's, it's, maybe it's, I'll, it's, I'll explain it for it's you. It's relatively underground. A holiday sweater is the type of sweater that a Midwestern, maybe middle to you know uh, over slightly past middle age woman will wear, and it'll have you know if it's Halloween, it'll have a giant embroidered pumpkin on it. Yeah. Or, or Thanksgiving, turkey. Turkey. If it's Christmas, maybe some felt Christmas trees. Or candy cane. If you ever, if you remember from the 80s, the bedazzler, that thing yep. that you would sort of stitch button, sparkly buttons into a sweater with, that's kind of the, the that's a, the creator of holiday sweaters. I mean, I haven't worn a holiday sweater in years, but I mean, back, back when I was in high school, that was a staple of my, uh, you know, of my fashion sense. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my whole sartorial sense. <laughs> Was based on the holiday sweater, and then I I find that that uh, Vincent Gallo just totally ripped me off. Well, that's what you know arch nemeses do. Yeah, I hate that guy. And and the worst thing about it, I remember he was like trying to auction himself off for sex. Like he, he was trying to sell his sperm on the internet a while ago. In case anybody wants to have a, a fevered small, ego, little, small child with bushy hair and a weird face. But I, but I mean seriously, the guy thinks he's so talented that women are going to bid for his sperm. He's an auteur. God, I hate that guy. I yeah. really do. Plus, you know, I really do. Plus, you know, he's like a multi-millionaire, has an apartment, and you know, and a really uh, cool car in in Soho in New York. But we, your but arch nemesis you, is pulling ahead of you. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to hunt him down because there can only be one. Well, he probably doesn't have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. But you know what? I, I wonder here. Why? How was Kendra corresponding with him? We'll have to find out later. I find this interesting. I just wonder how the the rapport began, you know? Maybe she told him she wanted some sperm. But she was also kind of um, uh, disparaging towards Chloe Savini here. Do you find her attractive? Not particularly attractive, but I do like her. But she's hot in a weird way. 
I like the uh, roles that she takes on. You know, Gummo. Gummo. Uh, yeah. That series. Big, I thought she was hot in Gummo. That series, Big Love, about the uh, the polygamist. I really, I was really into that. Yeah, but the fact that she stuck Vincent Gallo's fake dick in her mouth kind of bothers me. That disturbs me. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I think it does. Well, anyway, uh, thank you, Kendra, for uh, sending in that story. And uh, that about does it here. That about wraps up uh, episode uh, 56 of uh, Sick and Wrong. And, uh, people, it's the beginning of the month, so um, head on over to Podcast Alley. Give us a vote. I guess, you know, they always reset it every month. And we did really well last month. You got to stay on that hamster wheel. But, uh, hey, thanks for listening. And until next week, take it sleazy. Good night.